Zoe and I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict. Hi. My sobriety date is September 20th of 2020. Um, from the beginning, I came from a family of alcoholics and addicts. Both my grandparents were heroin addicts. My mom's an alcoholic and my dad was too. Um, so I had that in my family and I tried to do everything I could to stay away from that. But ever since I think I came out the womb, I was alcoholic. I have a really obsessive personality. I would be obsessed with like colors, foods, songs, people, things like that, um, hobbies. So I was always alcoholic. I am an only child. I was spoiled rotten. But like I said, I didn't want to like end up like that just because I saw it and how it ruined my like mom's childhood. I knew that was bad. And my mom was a really, really good mom. She raised me really good. I did good in school. That was one of my obsessions. I tried really, really hard. I got good grades all throughout elementary school and middle school and then high school. All my friends started partying in high school, drinking, smoking weed. I wanted nothing to do with that. I had like dreams. I was gonna be the only one in my family that made it. Um, I worked my ass off and then I got into the school of my dreams. But that whole time in high school, I was still like battling the symptoms of untreated alcoholism. I was Restless, irritable, discontent. I had really bad depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation, all that great stuff. Um, but I just thought that was my life and I kind of accepted it. I didn't really do anything to treat it at this time. I just like channeled all of my feelings into other things like school or I did competitive cheer. I used that and I just made it through for as long as I could. And then I went to college and still all my friends are partying, but I have this dream of going to med school. So I'm like, fuck that, love that for you guys, but I will not be participating, but I will support you from the sidelines, like live your life. But I'm gonna get good grades and do my shit. And I did that for a while. And then probably my sophomore year, my mental health started getting really, really bad. I was, prescribed Xanax but again like I didn't want to fuck with it because I saw how that ruined some people in my family's lives and I just like didn't want anything to do with it they just seemed like zombies and like losers and I was like nah not for me so I was still doing good really fucking depressed but still good and then my junior year of college is when I just tried weed for the first time I was 20 years old which is crazy. But yeah, I was 20, started smoking weed, loved it. It like made my head more clear. I didn't worry about as much things. And I was still like, could get my shit done. I was still making good grades. So I was still like a good person. I was just smoking weed and living my life. And then I still wasn't really a big drinker. It like, wasn't my thing. I like to like sit there and really do nothing. Um, and then my June, that same year that I tried weed, I met a boy who introduced me to fentanyl, 
which I didn't know it was fentanyl at that time. Yeah. Um, I, like, it was just like, I know it was a big jump whoever said that. Yeah, I didn't really, like, do other things. It was, like, weed, perks. So then I started doing perks. I didn't know what it was. I was, like, naive and stupid. Um, I remember the first time someone whipped out, like, this aluminum foil and a pill and started smoking that, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, crackhead shit. Not doing it. Not doing it. (laughs) But... I'm like really codependent, have really bad self-worth, so I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. And I did it, and still smoking weed, doing that, like it wasn't that bad. I didn't really understand, like I said, I thought it was just like a pill you could get prescribed by the doctor, so how bad could that be, like whatever. I know that you're smoking on tinfoil with like a tiny little straw, but it's like, it's whatever. <laughs> Everyone's doing it, it's cool. And then, then it started to be like a lot. And I didn't care about school as much anymore. I was an RA in the dorms. So I was in charge of all the freshmen and I was like the one who busted you if you were partying in your room or if you were smoking weed. The whole time I was smoking weed in my room and then I started smoking fentanyl in my room too. And at first I was doing really good at that and that was cool. And then I like started being really sloppy and like missing my shifts and like just not giving a fuck about any of those little kids anyone at all (laughs) and like I said I was just doing that all up in my room everyone knew I thought I was like so sneaky everyone knew it was really bad and then my friends started to catch on I stopped hanging out with them as much which they didn't appreciate but again like I thought they didn't really understand what was happening they just thought I was like partying which is what they did they were just partying like normal college kids and I wasn't at all Um, And then Corona happened and that's when shit got real, real bad because I had no more school. My senior year, I had no more school because it was all online. Perfect opportunity for me to just sit there all day and get high as fuck and not care about anything. Obviously, I had no job because the kids weren't there at school anymore, so I didn't have to watch over them, which I really wasn't doing anyways. But I didn't have to worry about that. So I think in March of 2020, like right when it started, I didn't want to go home because I wasn't ready to like give up my addiction at this point. And got it, thank you. Um, so I moved in with my ex-boyfriend's family in the ghetto, terrible, in a trailer. And there was like six of us in there and me and his parents worked all day and his siblings were younger and they didn't give a fuck about what we were doing so it was, again perfect opportunity to just get high as fuck and then it got really really bad and I my depression came back suicidal thoughts came back all this shit I was like super miserable like super super miserable I realized what I was doing still friends not talking to me my family doesn't really think I'm doing anything bad like they think something's up but they have no idea because I'm in a whole different state from my family they don't really care and then I remember talking to my mom and telling her like hey like I'm really depressed like can you come like help me blah blah she's like sure then she came down I was in San Diego she came down and was like trying to get me to come back to Nevada with her and at first I was like hell yeah like you're right I'm gonna get out of this it's gonna be great And then at the last second, I was like, I switched. And I was like, can I really, like, get off this drug, leave all these things, all my freedom, all this, to go, like, live with my mom? And so I sent her home. She went back, and I was still out and running, doing really bad things. I ended up 
becoming a little drug dealer. I would go down to Riverside and pick up uh, like perks by the boat and then flip them. And I was making good money at first, that was cool. And then my addiction got so bad that I was doing all of them and it was just not good. And while my mom was there, actually this is important, while my mom was there, she saw me like not being able to sleep because I wasn't getting high when she was there. And she like, that's when she started realizing something was up. So then she's like on my ass, on my ass, on my ass. She knows what I'm doing. So finally she, it's May, she convinces me to go home because the school year's over. I can't use that as an excuse to still be in San Diego. I'm graduated at this point. Go home and I'm withdrawing like fucking bad. And I remember on my third day, I asked for help. I was like, dude, I've been, I told my mom, I was like, I've been doing this drug and this is what's happening to me right now and I need help. And so she's like, okay, got you. We're gonna get you some help. I, she took me to some detox, um, but apparently I was already like at the worst of my detoxing at home. So they didn't keep me there, which was another reason for me to just live my life and keep doing it. Um, I tried just smoking weed again, I tr which led me to smoking weed and then drinking every day. Then it was smoking weed every day, drinking and doing coke, and then till none of that worked. So then I decided to get the right idea of stealing my mom's car because she stole mine because she didn't want me to like leave, which is what I would have done. Stole her car, drove back to San Diego, and then was running for like two months before I was like, fuck this again. Asked her to come back. And then I checked, uh, checked into detox again, and that was in September of last year. And when I was in detox, I had really no intent of staying sober for that long. I just kind of thought, okay, I can get out, smoke weed, still live my life. I just don't want to be doing these pills. Like, that's really bad. Not good. And I knew that. And then something happened when I was in res. I was just, like... I was getting my family back and my friends back and my head was clearing and I could see the mess that I had made and how miserable I was and how happy I am like or I was then just clean and I started to believe that something could I guess this could work because at first I couldn't even imagine my life not getting high because my brain just, was just like filled with bullshit and that was the only thing that would shut it up so then some lady came in and did a panel at my treatment center and everything that was coming out of her mouth I was like that's me that's me that's me that's me she told me to get a sponsor work the steps blah 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 so then I went up to her after the panel she became my sponsor I started working the steps and through those steps I had a spiritual experience that obsession for drugs and alcohol was lifted <gasps> after that I really like I don't think about it anymore I work the steps really, really hard because, like I said, I have an obsessive personality. The thing I put my mind to, like, I'm going to do it. And that became my new, like, addiction was working the steps. So that worked out in my favor. Favor. In my favor. Um, I, it took me probably, like, three months, maybe four, to go through all of my steps because I didn't want to rush anything. It was my first time doing them. My sponsor made me call her every day. I went to as many meetings as possible. I try to be of service whenever I can. Now my life is fucking great. Um, I get to work with like half of this room <laughs> and be of service to them all day. 
I have another job. I have goals and dreams. My family's back in my life, which is kick-ass. All my friends love me. I got to do my amends, and they like just forgave me, no problem. So that was cool. It doesn't happen for everybody, so I'm really lucky. Um, so many people are, my boyfriend, McKenna, my old house manager, and Cindy, like so many people I have that I could not have had a year ago because I was just a piece of shit person that no one wanted to fuck with, and I honestly didn't want to fuck with them either. But I realized my part in things now, which is really cool. So I highly suggest if you don't have one to get a sponsor, work the steps. And if anyone needs a sponsor who I, does not uh, live in my house, I do come with a phone number and I can help you. So thank you so much for letting me speak. I'm gonna shut up now. <laughs>